Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Advantage. I am your host, Michael Fiddle. Today is Wednesday, March 15th, and today's episode is another full slate breakdown. Guys, the winning streak just keeps going on. It has been an insane, like, two-month stretch right now, but just in the month of March alone, we're on four straight winning days, five out of our last six, and we're up over nine units. Oh, actually, we are up over 11 units in the first 14 days of March. So let's hope we keep this going. And I'm actually like extra impressed because if you guys tail along with my picks, if you guys see my write-ups and my unit exposure on Twitter, you know that most of my bets are half units, three-quarter unit plays. I'm not up 11 units and giving out five-unit lock of the day dumbass play like you see on Twitter all the time. Three units on every single play. My exposure is very low. My volume is sometimes pretty high. It hasn't been the last few nights. Tonight, I was 3-0. and Not too crazy a volume. And low exposure. You know, I had two three-quarter unit bets and one half unit bet tonight. We swept the board. We went 3-0 and for a plus two unit take home. We'll live with it. Like I always say, stay low. Identify places where we're going to get ahead of the market. Jab, jab, jab at these numbers. Slow and steady wins the race. This is tortoise in the hair. I am certainly the tortoise. In my daily life, like, some people ask me if I'm a runner. I don't know why. Maybe I look like a runner. I don't really know what runners look like. Fairly fit. And people ask me, like, oh, you must be a runner. And I tell them, no, I only run if someone's chasing me. So I am the tortoise. I do take it slow and steady wins the race. I do take high volume, low exposure bets. Identify plus CLV. Try and get above odds and in the implied probability above the 52.4% threshold. And that's how we roll. Let's go over the full slate breakdown for the March 15th NBA slate. But before we do that, let me remind myself, let me remind you guys three things today. One, please follow me on Twitter at mfiddle14. That is one of the best places to see all of my bets, all of my write-ups, all of my podcast links, all of that stuff. So make sure you are following me on Twitter. Please join the Sports Ethos Wager Pass and Discord channel. That's actually the first place that I post everything, and people can ask me questions right on back. So you get, I'll post a line and someone will say, hey, I'm seeing it here, I'm seeing it move here, would you still take it? I'll give that feedback back and forth to people in the wager pass and discord channel a lot easier than I could do on Twitter because it's just a it's a nice back and forth medium the interface is much better those are the people that have been riding with me for the almost one full year that I've been at sports ethos but in addition to just getting my work you get a bunch of access to other cappers we are about to enter March Madness NCAA tournament. I'm sure everyone's really excited. I don't really know a lick about college basketball. I don't really follow it. I don't really know the players. Of course, I could study the numbers and still cap it, but it's not where I put my own money, my own time, my own work. But we do have some great college basketball cappers in the Sports Ethos Wager Pass Discord channel. So if you want to follow along with other bettors that I definitely trust, come sign up and join us in there. And lastly, the last thing I need to remind you guys is Today's actually Gibby's birthday. Frequent guest on the pod. He was the, I, I would guess, host of the mailbag. He, he jumped in the host chair and was asking me questions. He's certainly going to be back plenty more often. He does not have a Twitter for you guys to go tweet at him. But tweet at me a happy birthday to Gib. 
and I will forward it along to him. I'm sure he would love to hear from the podcast audience. Gibby turns 31 today, so happy birthday, Gib. Hope he celebrates by winning some bets. And let's go over this full slate breakdown. This is going to start in Miami, in South Beach, the Memphis Grizzlies. Ja is in Florida, but he's not going to be playing in this game. Uh, it'll be a Tyus Jones show again, taking on the Miami Heat. Heat opened as a three-point favorite. It's now four at some places. It's three and a half on FanDuel. I jumped in at the minus three and a half. We know I'm riding this Miami Heat team. They are hunting for blood for this sixth seed. They always do well with this core down the stretch of the season. I think this is going to be no different. They've won three out of their last five. Let's make it four out of their last six going into this game. I think they cover the three and a half. I'm okay playing it there. I'm okay actually playing it at four. Memphis doesn't really play in many close games. And I like the over 220 in this spot. We're already seeing it tick up to 220 and a half at uh, win bet. Right now, it's 220 across the board elsewhere. FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, points bet. So you could go grab the over 220. We are getting some indications in the market that it's going north. And Miami has actually been a team that I've liked back in the overs recently. I mean, they um, are playing with like much more pace than they normally do. Generally, Miami are, are associated with being a slow, grind them down team. But since Kyle Lowry has been back and coming off the bench last few games, he's kind of sparked the bench unit to play with more pace. And we know the starting unit under Hero uh, always plays with a little uptick in pace. So I like the Heat, minus 3.5. I like the over 220. We are seeing dead even splits right now. But let the line movement tell the story of this line going from minus 3 to minus 3.5 to minus 4 at some places. Grab the 3.5 if you can. The Miami Heat at home. A great home a home court advantage. Grizzlies, like every other team essentially in the NBA, terrible on the road this year without their star player. And again, if you if you start to match up best players in this game, now you're saying it's Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson versus Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. I really like situations where you have the best players in the game at the same positions. So if it's like a Dame Lillard versus Joel Embiid, you might get a situation like we saw last week where Portland was crushing them for most of the game. I mean, Sixers made a late comeback, but the Portland covered unexpectedly because the two teams play very different styles of basketball. So when you have the Heat and the Grizzlies without John Morant and you have Bain and Jaron versus Jimmy and Bam, I'll take the Jimmy and Bam side at home every day. Sign me up for that. Let's move on to the next game. 76ers. Going to take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers won four to the last five. 76ers coming in five in a row. And I think this is the day where it stops. So we, Cleveland open as a plus two point home underdog. I will take Cleveland as a home underdog basically whenever they are a home underdog. And I'm hoping we get this spot in some sort in the playoffs. Cleveland is dominant at home. They are incredible in their own building. So I like playing them as a home dog. I think they cover easily. I think they win outright. Right now, it's either plus 1.5 or a plus 102 money line. So something that I often talk about with these games is comparing the amount of ticks in the point spread to the juice that you would just get on the money line. I do think that Cleveland wins this game outright. However, I'd rather play the plus 1.5 at minus 110 as opposed to just playing the plus 102 money line. By playing the plus 102 money line, you're getting 12 cents on the dollar, right? From going from minus 110 
to plus 102. 12 cents on the dollar for 1.5 points, which is three ticks. Half a point is each tick. So three ticks for 12 cents is four cents a tick. That is not great value. So take the plus 1.5, play it at the minus 110, and let's take home dog Cleveland Cavaliers. I would almost take that blindly. In fact, I almost am taking it blindly because you guys know how much I like the 76ers this season. Played them in so many ways. Love backing them. I'm on the Cavaliers in this game. It's one of my most confident bets on the evening. Very confident that I'm going to establish positive CLV. I made it one of my bigger bets on the slate. It's a full unit for me. I don't often go full units for NBA bets. And I think we're going to wake up tomorrow morning. I fear by the time this podcast is even out and published that this is a minus 1.5 line. So as I'm looking at it right now, plus 1.5 for the Cleveland Cavaliers on FanDuel. I got it at plus 2. I still recommend getting in on the plus 1.5. This total was at 217.5. It hasn't moved at all. I could see this. I think that's probably just a really sharp total. I could see this going either way. I do have interest in getting in at first movement because these are the type of games that either could be grind them down, slow-paced games, or actually like high-scoring, high-free-throw, high-efficiency games. And I think the Sharps are going to have an edge to knowing where that is. So if it's at 217.5 and and it ticks to 218, I might jump in on the over. If it ticks down to 217, I might jump in on the under. You guys know I'm not as concerned with the actual number that I get. When I'm playing a total, I'm more concerned about how far it has moved since it's open. So if I could find this line, regardless of the direction that it goes, half a point from its opening at 217 and a half, I'm interested in playing it in that direction. The next game is Lakers going towards the going to the Rockets. The Lakers are on the second leg of a back-to-back, going to Houston to take on the Rockets. Of course, the Rock, I mean, the Lakers are on a crazy, like, winning four to their last five. Uh, took care of the Pels handily today. So even though they're on the second level of back-to-back, they were up like 20 for most of the game. So I wouldn't be too concerned. They have rested legs. They played deep. They weren't, it wasn't too intensive a game. Certainly wasn't an overtime game of any sorts. LeBron was dapping up D'Lo. I said this to Gibby. Me and Gibby were talking off air before I started recording. And I just said to him, like, yo, Gib. One more time. Shout out, Gib. Happy birthday. Send me tweets. Happy birthday to Gibby, and I'll send them to him. But me and Gibby were talking off air before I recorded, and I was like, yo, how is LeBron so good at dapping up all of his teammates? Like, he's just started playing with D'Lo, and D'Lo hits a shot to make them go up, like, 14 nothing early in the first quarter. And LeBron meets D'Lo, like, at the edge of the court when they call the timeout, does a little dap up straight into, like, the ice in the veins, like, you know, like, shot in the arm that D'Lo does. Just a really cool moment. And I'm just like, yo, LeBron is as good as he is in basketball. He might even be that good at just dapping up his homies. Sacramento Kings are going to Chicago to take on the Bulls. There is heavy steam, heavy movement on the Sacramento Kings. This line opened as a Kings plus I think one or plus two as a as a road dog and now they are a minus 1.5 road favorite we are seeing 82 percent of the bets 86 percent of the money on the Sacramento Kings I am shocked to see such heavy action on the road Kings don't get me wrong I love backing the Kings I love the Kings story I'm all about to light the beam this season give whoever came up with that a huge raise I'm fading the Bulls 
but I don't love playing into heavy road favorites after steam. So for this one, I'm going to stay away. Don't be surprised, though, if the Kings take care of business handily. I could just see this going either way. So if you are going to jump in and bet this now, I do recommend the Kings minus 1.5. Of course, going through the one is not super important. But that kind of switch and, and steam that quickly is definitely indicative. And I'm wondering if I got the didn't get the value. So I'm not on the wrong side. I'm not on any side. But if I missed the plus two, then did I miss the value? I'm not going to play into a road favorite in Chicago. But I do think that is the right side for this game. The Boston Celtics are taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Boston Celtics reeling as of late. However, I have two very confident plays in this team. I'm on Boston Celtics minus four and a half. And I'm on the over at 233 and a half. Give me one second. I'm on the over at 233 and a half. So Boston minus four and a half, over 233 and a half. Boston taking on the Timberwolves in Minnesota. 76% of the bets and 89% of the money early on Boston. I am just very unconcerned about Boston's lack of wins recently, like losing to the Rockets. I think it's just an anomaly. They have these kind of like snap back to reality games that I really like. They are probably a one tier 1A championship contender this season. Probably still my favorite in the playoffs. I like them probably more than the Bucks as a matchup thing, so I do think the 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 Celtics would take that matchup. And for that reason, they just have these moments where they're like, snap back to reality. We're going to absolutely crush you. I don't care if we're on the home, or at home or on the road. Back the Celtics. It's a wake-up game. So this feels like that. It opened at Celtics as a road favorite minus four. It ticked to four and a half. It's now even out to minus five at some places. I'm very confident in the Celtics four and a half. You see the public and sharp action seems to both be on the road Boston Celtics. And the over 233.5 is something I like a lot. That's actually a bigger bet than me, than the um, total. These teams just shoot so many three-pointers. So many three-pointers. And I think from a matchup perspective, the fact that Boston has bigger defensive guards that they can throw on Ant-Man, whether that's Derek White, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Tatum, just giving Anthony Edwards a lot of different looks is going to make him, it, the night difficult for him. The matchup advantage that the Timberwolves have here is being able to pull the bigs away from the center using a guy like Carl Anthony Towns or Nas Reed or something like that, slow-mo. Without Cat in this game, their options are depleted. So I would look to see slow-mo or Nas Reed to have a bigger game than Gobert. Um, and I think for that reason, the Celtics match up incredibly well for this game. The Clippers are taking on the Warriors. And guys... I am happy to say on the last few podcasts, I've backed the Road Warriors, fell, fell flat twice in a row. I am on the home Clippers minus two and a half. I am on the under 234 and a half for this game. Really like both of these bets. I think the total is clearly going to come down. I think the, the Road Warriors is just a surefire bet and fade. Um, yeah, let's quickly see the splits for this game. 60% of the bets are actually on Golden State, but only 52% of the money. So the people who are bit betting bigger bucks are actually on the Clippers. 
The line movement is actually moving towards the Clippers. It opened at minus two. I got it at minus two and a half. It's all the way out to minus three right now. So this is reverse line movement. Love the Clippers in this spot. And I love the under 234 and a half. I was talking on Twitter with Jacob about this one. Jacob happened to mention the trend of backing Road Warriors over that the Road Warriors are 23 and eight, I believe, towards the over when on the road. And, I mean, that's a great stat. It's a great trend. If you've been backing that trend for the past few weeks, few months, I'm sure as hell it's profitable. My perspective on trends betting is that those numbers and how they've done recently against the spread, how they've done on the over-under, is baked into the next game. So the people who drew up the 234.5 line, two things. They know that the Warriors are 23-8-1 to the over on the road this season. They know that the Warriors suck on the road and to open the Clippers as a small favorite. They know these things, and that's baked into the lines for the next game. So I'm generally not a trends better, but even if that's your angle, the more important thing to notice is that these uh, stats that they give you, like the 23-8-1, is based off the closing line. So this is going to be based off the total right before tip. So if it's at 234.5 right now and we think it's going to move south, then it might get to 230 by tip-off. And if you're trying to play the under, you want to wait on this line because of the direction the market's moving. So there's other situations like every bet that I just gave out, I think the market's going to move in my direction or for that reason, I would gain value with my bets. However, if I wanted to play the over in this game, if I wanted to play the over 234, it would actually behoove me to put that play in now. I'd be better off waiting until the tip. Because the market is moving south, you identify what's the opening line, what's the current line, what's the direction of that line's movement. Generally, these things trend in one direction. So you don't often see it going to go down, back up, down, back up, down, back up. It, it might it might. That's a rare instance. You generally want to bet on these things going one direction. So if this line opened at 235, it's down to 234 and a half. You're already seeing some 234s pop up in the market. You might as well wait. You might get a 232 to play over before tip. You might get a 231 and a half. So check back when you wake up, check back midday, see which direction the market's moving, and you could time your bet to get the best value. Even if you like the over, that's totally fine. I mean, I don't not wise to fade the fids. I mean, come on, we're up 11 units in March. But if that's what you want to do, by all means, just understand the way that the market's moving and the lines. The last game that I want to break down is the Spurs Mavericks game. Let me quickly bring up the opening lines. I did not bet this one at all. You guys know I just avoid Spurs games altogether. This line opened at Mavericks minus five. It's out to Mavericks minus five and a half. So it seems like people are taking the Dallas Mavericks here. Mavericks have been reeling recently. I don't know if Luka's going to play. I'm not sure if Kyrie's going to play. We're seeing 72% of the bets, 73% of the money on Dallas. So it looks like clear Dallas is the angle. If they're playing in San Antonio for the Dallas Mavericks, that's a very short trip. That's like a road game that doesn't really, the travel's not crazy. It's probably a bus ride or a 45-minute flight. I mean, Texas is huge. I don't know my Texas geography. But it's definitely a short flight. It's not like a you know going half the country. Um, check who's playing on that game. I would assume if it's moved 
through the five. You'd want to get it now at five and a half. If you could still find the fives, that would actually be best because five is the most common spread that pushes. If this moves to six and a half or seven, then you've probably lost the steam. It's not worth it. At that point, you just want to play the bunny line. I am not going to be in on this game. I'm not confident in this Mavericks team. We just saw the Spurs take down... Uh, I don't know who they beat, but they won tonight. So they're on the second leg of a back-to-back. So I would think for that reason, the line climbs for Dallas. Spurs probably going to rest a few players. And this line probably climbs to like seven and a half or eight. You know what? Guys, I just talked myself into it. I'm going to throw half a unit on Dallas minus five and a half. Because we just see the Spurs rest players, even though they have such a young core. They rest guys even on back-to-backs even though these guys are 22, 23 years old. So I would expect we get a few guys to be out tomorrow. And for that reason, I would expect this line to climb. I would expect the early action moving this from five to five and a half is a reflection that other people are getting ahead of the market with Spurs resting on back-to-backs. That does it for the full slate breakdown. I'm going to tweet out this link to this episode with a best bets tweet. So make sure you are following me on Twitter at mfiddle14. Thank you for listening. And as always... Peace out.